السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته يا أيها المسلمون to the long time listener and first time visitor we welcome you to this episode now without further ado let's get into it الحمد لله رب العالمين العاقبة للمتقين ولا عدوان إلا على ظالمين اللهم صل على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تمسك بسنته إلى يوم الدين ثم أما بعد الحمد لله على نعمة الإسلام والسنة All praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the Sunnah Ya Ibadullah There are many takeaways that we can take away from Ramadan from the lessons that we should have learned in Ramadan from those lessons and from those takeaways is that Ramadan it prepares us for excellence Ramadan it prepares us for excellence I want you to reflect on the deeds that we are encouraged to do inside of Ramadan and I want you to reflect on its connection and their connection to excellence Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he is truly merciful upon us that he has legislated upon us this act and this good deed of fasting during this time this time of Ramadan it is a blessing for those who take advantage of it and it is definitely a missed opportunity for those who don't see its value nor do they take advantage of it it is that in which they will come to regret on the day of judgment because verily this time is not like other times of the year so from the takeaways and from those things that we should have learned from Ramadan and from those things in which we should hope to take with us after Ramadan is this preparation for excellence and bithnillah ta'ala that will be seen in a statement of one of the imams of the past Sufyan al-Thawri rahimahullah ta'ala he mentions qala Sufyan al-Thawri rahmatullah alayhi yanbaghi li hamil al-Qur'an he said it is a must that the carrier of the Qur'an and i want you just to reflect upon this because Ramadan is the month of the Qur'an shahr al-Qur'an and this is a month where the Qur'an was revealed as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he informs us in his noble book so in Ramadan the Muslims they should pay attention to the Qur'an and they should strive as relates to reading it to studying it to contemplate or contemplating over its meanings in a manner in which you find goes beyond what they do throughout the course of the regular year So when one reflects upon just this aspect of loan of Ramadan that it prepares an individual for excellence because it is in fact these habits that will enable an individual to become from the carriers of the Quran meaning from the huffaz of the Quran those people who they have memorized great portions or the whole of the Quran and they house it inside of their breasts they house it inside of their hearts you have to change your habits if you wish to be of those who are carriers of the Quran the Quran has to have a place in your day-to-day life the Quran it has to have a time allocated daily 
that you reflect over it, you read it, you review it, you memorize from it, so on and so forth. So in order to be a carrier of the Qur'an, you have to change your habits. You have to change your daily routine to incorporate benefiting yourself by paying attention to the Qur'an on a daily basis. Naam. So in order to be from the carriers of the Qur'an, naam, then you have to be of those who, what, who have a lifestyle that revolves around your worship and not a lifestyle where your worship gets fit into it. So when we reflect now on Ramadan, and that is the month of the Qur'an, a month where the Muslims, they strive to read the whole of the Qur'an at least one time, where they reflect over the Qur'an, where they recite the Qur'an inside of their night prayers, so on and so forth, then we can see how Ramadan, it prepares an individual for excellence. Because these type of characteristics of being a carrier of the Qur'an, being one who they have memorized great portions over the whole of the Qur'an and they live in accordance to it. These are characteristics of what? Of excellence. This is what we need to do in order to be excellent. Naam. So, with that being the case, then we see how Ramadan, it prepares us for what? For excellence. In any event, he mentions some, some characteristics that um, have to be intrinsic to the individual who is a carrier of the Qur'an. He mentions, he says, uh, that it is a must Quran for the one who carries the Quran is that he becomes one who is known and what is meant here by Yu'raf what is meant becomes known it doesn't mean that an individual seeks to do things so that other people may hear about them it doesn't mean that an individual seeks to do things so that they may show off by way of them. But it means that this characteristic becomes such a off-repeated characteristic and identifiable characteristic of this particular individual that they become as if, Yani, they become known by it. Because they are so attached to it and they are so linked to it due to their being perpetual upon this characteristic. So this is what is meant, that an individual becomes known by the way of these things because they are, it, it, it is soft, it, it is oft illustrated inside of their actions that it is known this is, you know, they become identified by way of it. But in any event, it's not to be done in a manner of showing off or so that it may be spoken of or heard of that an individual has done X, Y, and Z. But the individual who is a carrier of the Quran, then this should be an individual who their nighttime, a portion of their nighttime is spent by worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with the night prayer, that prayer that takes place after the, the Isha, that a portion of their night is given to worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with the salah inside the salah when the people are sleeping. So this is an individual who they will pray witr at the very least every night, not just in Ramadan. So in Ramadan, we are encouraged to pray tarawih. We are encouraged to pray the night prayer, something from Qiyamul Layl, every single night inside of Ramadan. As the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Man qama Ramadan imanan wahtisaban wufira lahu ma taqaddama min dhambih. That whoever stands the night in Ramadan out of faith and out of anticipation of the reward from Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, then their previous minor sins, all of them will be forgiven. 
So we are encouraged to pray in the month of Ramadan. And you find individuals, hamd, in Ramadan, they pray the night prayer. Every single night they pray taraweeh. Every single night. So if you can pray every single night in Ramadan, then undoubtedly you can pray every single night after Ramadan and outside of Ramadan. So you have gotten used to now praying the night prayer, praying taraweeh every single night in Ramadan. So this is something you can carry with you after Ramadan and be continuous upon that. Again, even if it is only to pray the witr, even if the majority of the time you're praying shafir and witr, naam, you have something from the night prayer. This is a must. And those who want to be even better, then you will increase upon this bithnilahi ta'ala in a manner that you can be consistent. And this is what is important, very, very important, is consistency. Consistency upon good. Consistency is key. It's key. In any event, when we reflect on Ramadan, Ramadan prepares us for this characteristic of being of those who they pray the night prayer when everyone else is sleeping. So Ramadan prepares us for excellence. Now it prepares us for excellence. And when we mean excellence, we mean what? True excellence. The excellence that will mold the character of an individual so that no matter what they do in life, you will find with them these good traits and this excellent behavior. This excellent that this excellence that will be from those means by way in which a person will be from the people of the Jannah. As you find the people of the Jannah, these are from their characteristics. Is that they are those who ha they have good morals, they have good manners, they have good behavior. Those who have a good mode of conduct. And that good mode of conduct is not one that is devoid of self-discipline. But these things in which we are speaking about now, then they will be that which will help an individual to discipline themselves so that they may be upon good. To discipline themselves so they may conquer the evil of themselves and prevent the evil of their soul. Now, this is important. That if you want to go to the Jannah, you have to have self-discipline. You have to be those who are able to conquer the evil of yourself and to prevent your soul from doing evil when it wants to do evil. So again, when we step back and we look, standing up at night and having a portion of your night dedicated to praying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Ramadan, what it prepares you for that. So Ramadan prepares an individual for excellence. Imam Sufyan bin Thawri, rahimahullah ta'ala, he goes on to say, وَبِن نَهَارِهِ إِذَا النَّاسِ مُفْطِرُونَ And it has to be known a portion of his day, or has to be known, yani his day, that he is what? That he is fasting when the people are eating. So he is one who was fasting or she is one who was fasting when the people are eating. So from the characteristics that are indicative of success and illustrative of success is that what? Is that an individual? He will be an individual who he fasts his or she fasts her obligatory fast. And also they fast voluntary fast. So they are individuals who they fast throughout the course of the year. Not just in Ramadan, but also outside of Ramadan, you find that their 
portion of their year is given to fasting for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This undoubtedly is a characteristic of what? Of success. Because only those who are successful will be those who stick to the obligatory and voluntary acts of worship. And they stay away from sin and transgression. Those who they stick to what they are supposed to do and they avoid that which they are prohibited from doing. These are those who will be successful. Those who do what is wajib and they stay away from the haram. This is the bare minimum of what? Of those who will be successful. So when we reflect now on the month of Ramadan, we have fasted its days. We have fasted its days. As the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Man Sama Ramadan, Imanan, Wahtisaban, Wufrilahu Mataqadam and Dembi, that whoever fast in Ramadan out of Iman and anticipation of the reward, then all of their previous minor sins will be forgiven. So Ramadan it prepares us because if you can fast twenty-nine or thirty days in a row, then it becomes easy what to fast every Monday. And Thursday, in Ramadan, we fast the whole of the week. So now, just to fast Monday and Thursday, it becomes easy. Now, just to fast three days out of the month, it becomes easy. Because in Ramadan, we fast what? The whole month. Now, just three days out of the month. So, so to do the voluntary now, it becomes what? Easy. And we know we can do it. The concept, and yeah, we have proof of concept. Why? Because we fast it all the Ramadan. So now you can carry that out into after Ramadan. So if you are a carrier of the Quran, if you are a person who is given to knowledge, a person who is trying to study, a person who is from from the students of knowledge, Naam, and likewise, of course, the ulama, you find this is these are from their characteristics, that which uh, the, the imam he is mentioning, then you have to adorn yourself with the like of these characteristics. And from that is what is fasting. Obligate to the obligatory fast, but also what the voluntary fast, and how we know that he is talking about the voluntary fast because the obligatory fast it, it, it is a given is the fact that he says that you are fasting when the people they are breaking their fast and they are eating. And depending upon how you look at this, this would be all year round because, of course, outside of Ramadan, an individual he will be fasting. And there will be other Muslims who are not fasting. Why? Because it's not Ramadan and his fast is voluntary. But also, you can look at it from the standpoint that even inside of Ramadan, because there will be individuals who will be um, not fasting in Ramadan because they are kuffar. They have not been given the success to do this. They have not known anything from what it means to fast. So they will be eating while the Muslims, they are fasting. That makes sense? Like, the Imam, he goes on to say And they are known by their good manners They are known by their mannerisms And their good mode of conduct When the people are laughing When the people are laughing Then you will find this one He is known by the good manners Or she is known by her good manners And their good conduct When the people they are they are laughing. In this, this is something which is tremendous. And likewise, Bithnilahi Ta'ala will mention the last one as well because they both kind of go together or connected and have you know, any points that are relevant to both. And, and that is his statement. He says, 
وَبِبُكَائِهِمْ نَعَمْ أَوْ أَوْ وَبِبُكَائِهِ and and by his crying وَبِبُكَائِهِ إِذَا النَّاسِ يَفْرَحُونَ and they are known by their crying when the people they are happy and and and, and joyful. So let's go back. They are known by their good manners and their good mode of conduct when the people are laughing and they're known by their crying when the people are joyous and are happy. Does this mean that now the person who is a carrier of the Quran has to be what they call a joy kill? That they have to be of individuals who they are never happy and they're pessimistic and they always see the, the, you know, the con or the downside of a particular affair? Is this what it means? No, this is not what it means. But in fact, what it means is that that an individual who was a carrier of the Quran, who was trying to live their life upon the Quran, then they have to be one who is balanced and one who is not deceived by the life of this world. One who understands the true reality and able to look at things in the bigger scope and they're able to focus on the bigger picture. So this is why when the people are laughing, you will find their good mode of conduct, their good behavior, their good mannerisms. Why? Because they're not going to allow a situation that will bring about laughter in others to be one which will deceive them and to make them and cause them to forget about the ultimate goal of going into the Jannah and escaping from the fire. So they're going to be balanced. They're not going to go too far as relates to certain things and thus fall into that which is haram due to their being overjoyed and so on and so forth. Huh? Because of what? Because of that Quran that they carry so that they understand that, look, this is just the life of this world. Whatever that is here now that will cause an individual laughter, then is going to end up either being regret on the day of judgment or is going to be a reason by way in which they are punished on the day of judgment. And this is just the reality of the situation because something that happens in his mubah, alhamdulillah, is mubah. It's mubah, meaning that what is not yani, something that is against you, but at the same time, it's not something that necessarily is for you. It is not something that's necessarily a good deed, but at the same time, it's not something that's a bad deed. So it causes laughter, alhamdulillah, in, in, in a good way. And it's good to laugh. It's good to be joyous. This is no problem. But let's look at the bigger scope of this situation. These things that are mubah, these things that they don't, they don't hurt you, but they don't, but they don't help you at the same time. When it comes now to the deeds being put inside the scale, if you are a person who you engage in a lot of this type of actions, then these actions are what? They're not going to tilt the scale in your favor. So they'll become what? A source of regret on the day of judgment. I could have used that time to tip the scales in my favor. But instead, I spent the time doing these things that neither helped me nor hurt me at this time that I need to be helped. I need help. So this is from this standpoint, right? So we laugh, we have joyous, but we don't go too far because we remember it's going to come a day where I'm going to need Every single good deed. So I don't have time to play around too, too much. You understand? So. Likewise. And they're known by their crying. When the people are joyful. Meaning that what. They are constantly reminded and balanced. So yes. Something could cause you joy. And you're joyful. And that's not a problem. You can feel joy. But at the same time. You remember that you are returning back to Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you're looking for the true and ultimate joy and happiness. And that is entry into the Jannah and enjoying the fruits and enjoying the reward in Jannah that Allah Ta'ala has prepared for the believers. 
So it keeps you balanced. And how do we know it keeps you balanced? Is because he mentions, he says that they have a good mode of conduct when the people are laughing. They are crying when the people are happy. So this means that they're still mixing with the people. They are not those who have isolated themselves and have become monks huh? and, and become you know, people who live far away and, 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 and away from mankind and away from the people and away from society. But they're actually mixing with the society. So when the people are happy, they like this. When the people are laughing, they like this. It shows that they're there. They're there, they're with the people, but at the same time, they're not with the people, meaning they're there physically, but due to what they have from with them, they're carrying from the guidance of the Quran is going to, even though they're there physically, set them apart where they're not there in reality. They're there physically, but their hearts are not there in reality. Why? Because they understand from the guidance of the Quran to stay balanced. When the people go too far and they tilt too much like this, they're going to remain balanced. Why? Because of their knowledge of the Quran. So they're going to be of those who never lose sight of the big picture. Those who constantly are trying. And when I say never, I mean غالباً. Because every individual is going to fall into ghafla. Every individual from monks is going to fall into periods and times where we forget. They're going to fall into periods of time where we make sins, we make mistakes. Periods of time when we tilt a little bit too much like this or too much like that. But it is the guidance of the Quran that's going to bring us back balance and bring us back level. This is what is important. It is the guidance of the Quran, the guidance of the Sunnah, the way of the Salaf that's going to make us balanced. And this is very important. In any event, this balance, it transcends and it enters into every scope of an individual's life. It's not just in one affair, not in another affair. It's not just when he's in the masjid, but not when he's at work. No, it's when he's in the masjid, when he's at work, when he's in the grocery store, so on and so forth. When he's in Mecca, when he's in Minnesota, doesn't matter. He's going to be balanced the same way, the same Abdullah, the same Amatullah, wherever they are. So, when we reflect on this, having this balance, being joyful, but not overboard to the point where it will lead to you being regretful on the day of judgment. Because now imagine, remember the Mubah we were talking about? Imagine now if that thing actually was haram. Imagine now. What caused you laughter was actually haram. What caused you joy was actually haram. Now, when you are there on the day of judgment and your, and your, and your deeds are being weighed, where you need every little good deed, but... You laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed to an extent, or you laughed and laughed and laughed and what caused you to laugh was haram, was things that were haram. Now it does what? It hurts you. It's not mubah. Mubah, neither for you or against you. It's okay. You could do it if you want to. But this is not mubah. This is haram. This is haram. Haram caused you to laugh. Sin caused you to laugh. So now it's going, it's going to hurt you. Sin caused you to be overjoyous, caused you to be happy. So now that's going to what? It's going to hurt you on the day of judgment. Whereas the carrier of the Quran, he stays balanced. So he doesn't do those things that ultimately will be a source of his misery. And he remains balanced in preparation for that day that he meets his Lord. If you reflect on this, what will allow you to do this is the one, understand the Qur'an that you have with you. Ramadan is the month of the Qur'an where we study, we reflect over the Qur'an. Implementing 
that in which you have learned from the guidance of the Quran, having discipline over one's soul, conquering the evil of one's soul. An individual, they learn this discipline when they fast for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All of these things here, it is these characteristics that would allow you to have a good mode of conduct and an excellent form of behavior when the people are laughing. To be of those who can cry over the sins that you have when the people are joyous because they don't forget. Yes, I'm happy, but at the same time, I have to remember I have some sins. I have some things with me I'm not that I'm not pleased with and I need to try to get them off of me by repenting unto Allah and asking him to forgive me so their happiness is going to be balanced. So they're not their happiness is not going to be that which would be a source of deluding them, a source of distracting them from their overall goal and purpose. Their laughter is not going to be that which will dilute them and not that which will distract them from their overall goal. But they're going to be able to remain balanced due to what they have with them from the Quran. These are characteristics that if an individual has them, then there will be signs of his happiness or signs of her happiness. And these are characteristics that when we reflect, characteristics that we develop and we set the stage and infrastructure for their development in where? Inside of Ramadan. So undoubtedly Ramadan, it is a time that prepares us for excellence if we do in that which we have been commanded to do and we do that which we have been recommended to do that you will find this development taking place within an individual those who take ramadan serious so even though there are a few days left of ramadan and depending upon when you may be hearing this even though there's only a little bit time left or a lot time left or ramadan is over there's still takeaways that we can get from this bithnilahi ta'ala. There's still things that we could reflect on bithnilahi ta'ala and develop bithnilahi ta'ala so that we can be an embodiment of these things in which Imam Sufyan Authority he mentioned. Bithnilahi ta'ala also benefit from some of these other talks and classes that are related to this topic bithnilahi ta'ala. Likewise, the playlist that contains more talks about these topics and for those who have supported the channel due to being a contributor or sponsor may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward and bless each and every one of you tremendously for those who are interested in becoming a contributor or sponsor of the channel then the link is in the description down below may Allah ta'ala reward and bless each and every one of you tremendously إلا اللقاء استودعكم الله والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته